You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now, your hosts, Scott, Miles, and Anna. Your table is ready. It's long and fun. This is the capital. We have a little problem with our infancy boots, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. Hello and welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is a special episode, a special episode in that we didn't really record at episode 198 last week, and so we pushed that off a week. It, it was complicated by a couple of things. We had just gotten back from Farpoint. My daughter, uh, my daughter's basketball team had just gone into the playoffs for basketball, and one was scheduled that night, and it ran late. And so we were going to try and record an episode late, and it just didn't happen. So apologies to Miles and M. We were not able to actually hook up and record an episode, but we have plenty of material that we want to share with you guys. And since we had just returned from Farpoint, it made sense to release the panel that M sat on. She sat on the Big Bang Theory panel, uh, a show that you know I am woefully behind, uh, basically meaning I've never started watching it. Miles sat in the audience, was not in the panel, but there were a bunch of good panel panelists there at Farpoint talking about Big Bang Theory. Now, if you've never been to a con or a convention, one of the joys of going to a convention is sitting in on these little panels they have and getting together with geeks like yourself that absolutely love the shows that you're watching. And so this room was just filled, uh, packed actually, with people that absolutely loved Big Bang Theory. And so M was a part of it. Um, I know that uh, Betsy was a part of it. I'm missing other names. Uh, Miles sat in the audience and contributed his two cents, and you'll hear him speak as well as M throughout the panel. But this gives you, gives you a taste of what it's like to be on a panel. And um, and we'll be back next week with our episode 198. So I guess technically, like I said, this is episode like 197.5. Uh, but we'll, we'll be back to our regular episodes next week. And we hope you enjoy this panel on Big Bang Theory uh, from Farpoint 21. Keep an eye on the Facebook fan page that we have on Facebook and also our website. We're going to post somewhere in the next week or so some of the prizes you can win as we prepare for episode 200. And we'll tell you how you can go ahead and get a hold of those prizes. Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state that nearly 14 billion years ago expansion started. Wait, the earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool, Neanderthals developed tools, we built a wall. We built the pyramids, math, science, history, unraveling the mystery that all started with a big bang. Since the dawn of man is really not that long as every galaxy was formed in less time than it takes to sing this song. A fraction of a second and the elements were made. The pipe stood up straight, the dinosaurs all met their fate. They tried to leave, but they were late and they all died. They closed their asses off the oceans in Vegeta. See, a wooden lot of Via set in motion by the same Big Bang. It all started with the Big Bang. It's expanding 
think this would really happen. Sick of us debating how we're here, they're catching deer. We're catching viruses. Religion or astronomy. Deuteronomy. It all started with the Big Bang. Good afternoon and welcome to the Big Bang Theory discussion panel, as has become tradition. Here we Farfart. start. So, so it all. We start with the song. <laughs> you guys uh, ready yeah. to sing? Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. Okay, that I was can't sing. Memory. I'm not going to start at all. Let you start. Okay. Soft kitty, warm kitty, little ball of fur. Happy kitty, sleepy kitty, purr, purr, purr. No, we're not anyone, doing this around. Anyone, uh, anyone <laughs> in the audience not aware that that is a real song that predates the show? No. They, no? Did, they did not make that up for the show. That song dates back about 100 years. Oh, wow. It makes sense because his mother was singing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize it's that old. No, but speaking as one who this is his first Big Bang Theory panel, I'm so glad he didn't actually try to guess to sing the theme song. Okay, it's a lot easier to remember. I I almost did that once, but fun thing to do when you're watching the beginning of Big Bang Theory. Say, when did they put FDR in there? (laughs) (laughs) Or something like that. Or something like that. (laughs) Or when did they take FDR out? So, um, when I was trying to think of things to bring up today, my big thing was this season and all the relationships, changes, and growth. Um, and our fresh, fresh in our mind is, of course, Sheldon and Amy. Mm-hmm. And is everyone up to date on the show? And if you're not, most? just go mm, like this. <laughs> yeah. But there was a whole bunch of those all through the season. You know, we had. Drunk Penny proposing to Leonard, and even in the last one we had Raj's dog playing matchmaker by getting sick, yes. yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and going to the vet. Yeah. And there was the whole Raj and um, what's her name thing. Lucy. 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 Yeah. Yes. I thought you were going to say Stewart. Well, well, Raj, well, there was the whole Raj and Stewart yeah. thing too. So. And and I still want to see the Stuart Lucy slash no, <laughs> no I don't think or I do. Better yet, don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, Amy and no wait. Oh. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Raj and Stuart bromance. It's fun. It's a yeah. neat little relationship yeah. that is inherent in in every little collective of this world. And and I think it's they they covered it in a really neat semi ambiguous way. But in a really open way, too, so that people didn't feel like, oh, my God, what are they talking about? It's more like, dude, oh, my God, I totally talked to someone like that. And it's, mm-hmm. that it's yeah. normal and fun. I love that they've brought that out. I, I really like Stuart's awesome. character. So, you yes. know, it's like, yeah. okay. Bless him. I want to give him a sandwich. I think they resolved Raja's uh, orientation a while back rather definitively, didn't they? No. No. Remember the uh, the one episode where he's got the, the musical dream and he yeah. wakes up and he says, "I yeah. am so definitely not gay." No. Musical, musical number aside. Musical yeah. number aside. <laughs> but in Bollywood, they all dance like that, yeah. so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, the best. That was by far there, the best. There was also um, 
just talking of the, the relationships changing, and, and this particularly came home to me in the last episode, looking at Bernadette and Howard, and realizing that they have become like the stable, healthy married couple. And to think that Howard Wallowitz would ever be part of that. You know. That relationship is headed for divorce, I'm sorry. He's married his mother. No. She don't we don't we all wait? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's what he needed to settle down. I yeah, I was going to say. I think that's that's a perfect relationship, and Oedipus they they work together well. They work out the problems, you know. Yeah. When are the babies coming? That's when the show will end. Yeah, yeah. Don't be sure. <laughs> that, I agree um, completely. Yeah. It, they could do it. I think it depends on the writing. It's yeah. like at the beginning of the season. I, I'm I'm sorry, but I'm sick of Penny. I'm done with her. <laughs> we I broke up with Penny at the end of the last season. Um, I, I'm just over the whole like the stereotypical. I they I, I like that she kind of had that moment of oh my god, what am I doing with my life? Where can I go with this? And kind of that shakeup. But just I was getting really tired of the shippership. But they've thrown enough wrenches in there and made things different enough that it was special. And I'm I'm back. I'm since we're dating got, again. Me and you mentioned Penny. I'm gonna. I mean, Walking Dead panel. We wait, we wait until almost the end of the thing to, to talk about things we don't like about the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, This is the one thing that I cannot stand about the Big Bang Theory is the way they treat her drinking as a joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, I think. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I have family members who are who alcoholism is a disease, and yeah. I mean, it's whatever humor there was in that. I mean, it's they they, they, they nailed that joke. Far. Season they pushed it too far. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. It's just it's just old. And I think they and also. It, and I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm now sorry. it's um, now it's almost to the point that it's almost a part ingrained in her DNA, her character's DNA. Mm-hmm. She can't do anything else, and they're not doing anything with that. Yeah. Okay. I just think, please move on. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think they need to move on from Leonard and Penny altogether. Yeah. She does not love him enough. He deserves better than that. And I'm sorry, but I do think Howard deserves way better than Brit than uh, what's her name. Oh, I think she's just. I think, I think I, yeah, that deserves better. I think exactly. <laughs> it's and it's funny because when you said that relationship is headed to, to yeah. divorce, I was yeah. thinking, yeah, sooner yeah. or later she is going to get tired of him and He'll throw him away. Tired of her? Mm, I don't think so. No, he didn't no, get tired I, of his mother. I, yeah. I, yeah, that's this true. Might be an this might be this might be an extension, I, maybe. I, but I, I think it, most people when they evolve. They eventually grow up and realize and they need better. I, 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 I am with Penny in her assessment that Howard is not going to find me better. Yeah, uh, I, I totally agree. You know, Bernadette is... Uh, That's too bad. I think she's awesome. <laughs> she's definitely made a silk purse out of... Well, he's Jewish, so I can't say so. Either. But he eats bacon, so it's okay. Well, I think I feel, I feel about... Uh, Bernie, the way you feel about Penny, I, Bernie and I are done. Basically, mm. you broke up. You gave each other a yes. box of your stuff. Yeah, you moved on. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think they work better apart. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I like the bounce off because she is very much his mother, but then she is very much a different character as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So when she, I think she can use that as her vehicle to get what she needs out of him. Mm-hmm. When she pulls out, when she, you know, when she rips out the Howard. Maybe if she tones it down then, because it's like like Penny's drinking. Mm-hmm. To me, that's gotten old. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, okay, enough. 
we get it. She's like his mother, but can you show us other sides of her that we used to see before? Right. You know. Well, maybe if he wouldn't spend thousands of dollars on a 3D printer. True. But the figurine was free. Scavenger hunt. She was just like. Insane. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. I like the way they paired up different people in that episode. Yeah. That, that was, way, fine. was fun. By the way, that was. Was it you that brought it up? It wasn't a scavenger hunt. It was a treasure hunt. Yeah. 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 Oh yes. It, maybe yeah. it wasn't you. Anyway, somebody yeah. brought it up that it wasn't yeah, a scavenger it, yeah, hunt. Yeah, scavenger hunt means you bring together things and bring them back. Yeah. Somebody so. thought they were introducing an Amy Howard thing there. Say that again. That was interesting. I, yeah, I like them. The comment was how many people thought they were introducing an Amy Howard thing there. Um, I no, no I th- I think the, one of the yes, neat, yes one of that. the neat things yeah. about Big Bang Theory is that they've managed to expand the cast and they can play with the different combinations of people. Yeah, and that's. A, I'm I'm listening to us arguing. Oh, I like Penny. No, I don't like Penny. And uh, I, you know, Bernadette's great. No, Bernadette's awful. This is how you talk about real people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this, face yeah. it. This is not how you yeah. talk about sitcom characters. Right. This is a 23 you minutes know, of our lives. Yeah. Week. I I I think the the fact that they've been able to take stereotypes and from them mm. draw characters that are so yeah. complex and and that we can you know say the things like oh wow they did the you know Bernadette and Howard thing and they did the you know, combine these two, and and it's just really neat. I think it shows how the writing is really that shows, excellent. That show's done a miraculous thing. But I mean, you sit, sit, think how many times we've watched shows before where the simple addition of characters, just enlarging the cast, mm-hmm. just makes it so top heavy and, and syncs the show all together. Yeah. And, and they've they, been able to add characters to this cast. And, uh, One, well, at least two major characters. Uh, three, you count Stuart. Yeah. Yeah. Four, you count That's Lucy. Right. Every right. time they add a character to the cast. Mm-hmm. All right, it's it works, and they 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 thought they spent enough time developing these characters that they find new ways to bring them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I what I was going to talk about that they've gone from success to success every year, mm-hmm. adding somebody else to our main cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we bring in Penny because it's not just the guys anymore. We bring in Bernadette, then Amy. Now we've got Stewart, and the, the, the couch isn't even any bigger. <laughs> there are more people on it every year, mm-hmm. and they've done a great job of not letting anybody else lose screen time. Mm-hmm. I still feel like I've seen or checked in with everybody every episode. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good point. Or of that's, all the new people. That's yeah. true. And even if there's a moment where you're like, oh, I wonder what Stuart's doing. Oh, there he is. Or in the next episode, there's a little more focus on character A or character B. And that's been really nice. The only person I feel like they dropped was Sheldon's assistant. Yeah. Oh, I want yeah. her back yeah. so very much. And we've seen nothing else, and I just think yeah. it's a great character. It didn't work. Even if they don't use the same actress or the same character, yeah. that job in their life I think is interesting because he gets to lord it over him. He has Actually, that, that could be fun if if Sheldon had a string of assistants who kept quitting. Yeah. Or I was going to say, like, Bones, where they have the different interns every week. Different oh, yes. Every week. So, so, um, now my brain just stopped, but, um... Amy's the guy, the, the guy that came in and, and yeah, was like saying, "Hey, she come geologists. to the." <laughs> yeah, Amy's got a. That that's a not. Is that a character we're going to see again or not? You I know. Think, mm. I think they have to reuse it because yeah. they've got to get Sheldon jealous. 
Yeah. Oh, that's that's good. And Sheldon doesn't know about him yet. No, no, that's all when Sheldon does it. That's a good point. There's a very gorgeous evolution that we've seen, even in just these this first half of the season, watching Sheldon grow from from where he's in his stunted state to the point where he can he's starting to express himself verbally and a little physically. I mean, who didn't go on tear up when he went in they lingered for the smooch. It wasn't just a smooch. Yes, it was yes. a nice lingered moment and mm-hmm. that was you know, right when I wanted to stab him in the eye with a flaming lemur for hanging out with the train guy. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. yes. It's just funny to watch him attach himself to other people, mm-hmm. and then he comes back around and realizes that he's got it with Amy. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Now, of course, this puts Sheldon further along the path of becoming a supervillain. Because if he ever loses her, forget it. <laughs> 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 because he goes crazy, he's now lost the love. <gasps> I love that, dear. I want to like, jump the in a right different now. direction for a moment. and Okay, we're like all geeks here. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I, again, I think it was that you were you were talking about the guy on the train, er, Eric. Eric, I was, I was. It was it was interesting to me that um, this this was something that that I had to that I that I got hints of over many years, and I had to track it down and, and talk to some people from England and say, what is the deal with this? Uh, because if if for you know for many years. Uh, in England, the stereotypical geek was the anorak, and an anorak is a, a type of jacket that you wear. And it's like, what is the deal with the anoraks and the geeks? Uh, the stereotypical English nerd geek is the train spotter. The guy that knows who, about trains. Is, is standing out on the, the train platform waiting for the train to come and has his little checklist and, and is he going to see a train that he hasn't seen before mm-hmm. and, and like that. And Eric was your stereotypical English train spotter. They, they, yeah. He just yeah, wasn't English. Yeah, yeah. you know, he, he, they, they had him uh, acting as, as an American, but he had the, you know, he was, he was uh, the train geek. He had the uniform. He had the anorak jacket. Uh, and, and that made me wonder if Sheldon's interest in trains came from that stereotype. If somebody on the show knew, knew that, that your stereotypical English nerd was your train spotter and had Sheldon, you know, let's let's make Sheldon interested in trains. Or if it's just pure coincidence and... and uh, well, well my, uh, my, I was going to say, my jump from that was, what other things have we seen? We've seen very obvious stuff like they go to the comic book store, they dress in the mm. superhero costumes and you know, and my favorite superhero costume thing is all of them doing the flash. Yes. <laughs> but um, what are some of the not so obvious ones that we might have that you might have caught, like like this one? I mean, I don't yeah. know if there are any out there. I just was like in my head going, All right, I'm one gonna of the go back is and his going to Radio Shack every week. I mean back in the seventies you had the free yes. battery card yeah. that you would yeah. go. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I may still have but, one. But there are a lot of things. When you yeah, the trouble is finding are, a radio check. Exactly. When you look at people who are on the spectrum, especially high-functioning people on the spectrum, you see the flags. You do see the Americans with the, the flags. So that's not yeah. a unique language thing. Uh, one thing I'm surprised at is weather. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm just, watch. Weather uh, nerds. You will see yeah. some people who are pretty far along the spectrum. You know, I work with some kids who are yeah. very far along the spectrum. 
not Asperger's, but actually full-on high-functioning autism, mm. yeah. and weather. Okay. Well, well, and flags, and and, and the the archetypal um, uh, HFA high-functioning autism is the guy who memorizes train schedules, mm-hmm. which is another oh, yeah. route. But the other guy that they brought on, that he probably was into things before his brain injury. Yeah. Because that the whole memory yeah. loss yeah. and the repetition of that, that's yeah. you know, classic traumatic brain injury. They even yeah. substantiate saying he got hit in the head oh, yeah. what, repeatedly. Um, and one with your you know, what other things do they include? Um, I know that I've read that they have a staff mathematician who does all the formulas that are written on the different ports and everything, and and oh, some of them, assist. some of them are like famous mathematical formulas. Some are just in jokes, yeah, some and stuff jokes. like that. Okay. But but you know, apparently, if you're a, a hardcore mathematician, you you watch the show and freeze frame it. Yeah, I was going to say freeze frame. Okay. Crazy over that. So so that's another. I mean, that's not fandom, but it's but sometimes it's they can get really spooky. They're trying to. I saw a kid one day spend like nine hours. We couldn't tear him away from him. He tried to disprove the Riemann hypothesis. Mm-hmm. And he, he looked back at us and said, if Riemann was right, don't you think I would have proven it by now? <laughs> <laughs> they do have their... Um, there's the... Or come in, way in the back. Or, or I can come in here. I think we're a little late to this panel, so forgive me if, if this was interesting. Has anybody talked about the Say that again? He's going to be okay because this dog is a matchmaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we don't have any representative of, of gay and lesbian communities on this thing, just like we don't really have any representative members on this thing of, of people of size, or we have people with other, other types of um, uh, more visible physical challenges. It, it seems like all our heroes are kind of um, white, uh, tall or short but thin, uh, and they're functioning successfully in their in their milieu. Now, the only way we kind of got a little away from that was with Raj's um, panic-stricken girlfriend. Yeah. And, 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 and she was somewhat refreshing to see because here she was and she just couldn't meet um, the challenges. She was something different and probably more to the point of the kind of audience <laughs> that watches, mm. my, myself being a panic-stricken individual, that watches Big Bang. So I found her very refreshing when she's on, but I, I think they should just make Rush come out as gay. And they won't do that because they set up all the gay stereotype things. And I think he should just come out as either gay or bi or something and take it to another level with them. I I think one of the things is that while they have successfully done Howard and Bernadette, and they've they kind of are settling um, Sheldon, Sheldon and Amy, and uh, I think there's this lingering fear that if they give Raj a girlfriend or boyfriend, then that's the end of the show because they won't have anybody left who's. Single. Single or unattached or whatever. It's kind of like, uh, I I can see this fear that if you complete everything, then what else are you going to tell? And that's yeah. kind of silly because we know they could go on and tell more stories. But at the same time, I can see the network executives saying, oh, no, you know, you have to have some single guy there because otherwise there won't be any romantic tension. But do you Still need wait. it to? Do you need the, the shippers to finish shipping? Because, I mean, it's the moonlighting syndrome. Once you get everybody paired off... 
where's where's the story going to go? The No, that's Stuart. <laughs> yeah, that's Stuart. Even more I mean, desperate. Stuart is even less so. Stuart, I, I kind of find that, that they're trying to play him off the of garage, but, but not effectively, because they've made him a real, I mean, they've stereotyped Raj in a way, and they've stereotyped Stuart even worse, in, in my opinion, at least the, through the lens that I'm looking at. But Although Stuart is at least <clears throat> capable of reaching out, whereas Raj really isn't. Mm. It, how do you see that? How how do you see Stu? I see. I love. I like to said. I love the Stuart character, but yeah, he's terrified of yeah. going and doing yeah. stuff. I mean, that's yeah. Stuart asked Penny out. You know, so I. You know, Rod slept with Penny. Come on. Yeah, mm. <laughs> and, 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 and it's it's only been a little while that Raj has gotten over his not being able to talk to half of the human race. Yeah. I mean, give him a little while longer, please. <laughs> Um, and and Stuart, I I think the thing about Stuart is it's not only that he's socially maladept and and afraid to reach out and all that, but he he sabotages himself. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think part of the going out with Penny, you know, well, you know, Penny and and um, Leonard, you know, are are this couple, so. You know, Stuart even asked, is it okay if I ask out Penny? You know, wow, that's somebody that I can ask out because I know I don't have a chance with her at all because she's already in a relationship. You know, talk about sabotaging yourself. Yeah. You Miles? Know. Oh. I, I think um, Leonard's uh, mom would have a field day with Raj. <laughs> um, I don't think it's so much a question of his sexuality or whatever. I think it's just he's his own worst enemy. Mm. Um, they had that one episode where... Penny set him up with somebody, and he, he, he screwed that up. First, he's yelling at somebody else. Then at the end of the episode, he's yelling at the mirror. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's just you know, he, that's just part we just we kind of like to watch him. With the Leonard's mother is herself one of the worst, most negative stereotypes of a psychologist I've mm. ever seen. Yeah. I work yeah. with some psychologists, yeah. and I have never seen one as unprofessional as she is. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a comment back there? Well, you should have been. She should have been disbarred for the experiments she did on the children. Mm-hmm. The there was there's, there are one of the things about Big Bang is you always can find at least one or two in every season an outlier episode where they basically walk away from the camera, and take a short left turn away from it, and then pretend it never happened as they go through the storyline. Mm. One of them is Sheldon's sister, his twin sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Remember in that episode, I think, I think we've never the one she was really interested in was Raj. Raj. Mm-hmm. That was when he had his disability. Mm-hmm. What if What if she showed up to visit Shelley again, <laughs> and well, now Raj can talk to her? Yeah. Mm. Shelley, uh, well, his sister is married. Uh, they did do a throwaway that he had to go away. Oh, that's um, right. She had a baby. She had a baby, yeah. That's right. Was she married, or did she just have the... Was she a good question? Married. Yeah, I don't know. I thought she was married. It okay. might have been baby and married, but okay, okay. I think they mentioned that the husband was gone away yeah. or okay. something. Mm. That's why he need they yeah. needed him there because oh, okay. the husband That's was sent it. away for something. Yeah, not not like divorce sent away, but right. Yeah. And the, I, is he deployed? 
that's possible. Yeah, I, I also, I'm having a hard time imagining what Sheldon's mother would be disbarred from. I, I have Sheldon, a, no, not Leonard, Sheldon, Leonard's, Leonard's mother. Leonard's mother. Leonard's mother. I'm sorry. Leonard's yeah. Was a yeah. She yeah. Her, her she should have her license revoked. She could be thrown out of the American do, Psychological Association. Do we know that she's a member? Do we know that she has a license? I mean, she, she to me, she smells an awful lot like... Allegedly has published a multiple published books. Clinical psychologist, right? You don't have to be a licensed psychologist no. to publish a book on psychology. Yeah, Dr. Phil. yeah. I mean, I... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, she, maybe that did happen. Yeah, I, I see no reason to suppose that she's accredited with any organization. When she was, when she started abusing her children? Yeah. Like, well, maybe, don't, don't but... Don't they yeah, talk about her having doctors for being a doctor? It was used in one of Penny's classes. Yeah. And Penny, you said, "Poor Leonard." <laughs> Poor Leonard. Oh yeah. I think in general, every every character on that show, because it's a sitcom, is a caricature of mm, what we right. see in ourselves yeah, as the worst. worst, or what we see as nerdy, or what we see as geeky. Mm. But every time I see that show, I see something within myself, and I think, you know what? It's not just me. It's all these people, and I can make fun of it, or. If I see it in someone else and I know, okay, well, if they're watching this show, I hope they get it too. And it's, there's a lot of the goofy stuff, but I, I, I do take away, because it is just 23 minutes of chuckling around. Um, I take away a lot of positive out of it. There are the stereotypes that really cheese me off. And if they bring in a Latino housekeeper, they're getting a letter from me. <laughs> um, they're getting a serious letter from me. Uh, there, there, there were a couple of Latino housekeepers at the university when Sheldon yes. was sleeping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, there were. Um, I, I, I have said this, I've said this before. Um, I've said this before in, in public. Um, that, that I know people who don't like the show. I know fans, I know geeks who don't like the show because they, they feel like they're being made fun of and they feel like this mm. is blackface for nerds and that, that you know these people on this show are not real nerds and they're just making fun of us. Uh, and I don't feel that and obviously most of the folks in this room don't feel that. The thing that, that I always come back to that I, that I observed early on in the show is that these characters are the heroes that the audience is meant to sympathize with them you want them to succeed you you want to you know, want their lives to turn out all right and that for me is is the the thing that really saves it you know that, that I don't feel like I'm being made fun of I feel like these are people I can identify with that the audience is meant to to want to to be all right we have a couple of comments we back to the okay because they're all good people at heart. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Even when they drive the Mars rover to impress people. <laughs> they're all good people at heart. But come on. We've all gone to cons. We have all seen... I mean, we are, in some ways, all of us, in one way or another, outliers in the, in the behavioral norm of this mm. society. Mm. And we've seen people that, to us, are outliers. Yeah. yeah. And that's where they get their source material from. But because they're true to it in terms of, yeah, there are some people like that. Maybe I don't game with them anymore, but I, I met them. <laughs> these are our people. These are our people, mm -hmm. and these are the flaws that these good-hearted people have to deal with in order to find happiness in their lives mm -hmm. and work rooting for them. Yes. Because we root for ourselves. Yeah. One of the things that I think the success of the show has done, um, I, I, my office is me and nine women. 
And God bless you. It, it can be very brutal. <laughs> but one of the things that's happened is, is they're all fans of the show, even though it's, they they laugh at me all the time. But they they'll say on Wednesday, "Oh, are you going to the comic book shop today?" Yeah. But not in a mocking way, because yeah. like they learn watching the show just different things that yeah. new comic thing. Yeah. I I you know, they talk to me in the office, they understand sometimes my point of view. Yeah, and I think the show has been successful on that. So even if people think they're making fun of us, sometimes they straight up are. But I'm okay with that because you can't laugh at yourself. Mm. But it also has opened a window that a lot of people might not have known about. I, I didn't go to my first console four years ago, and that was only because David Mack shamed me. <laughs> um, but ten minutes into Shore Leave, I was like, "Why have I never embraced mm. this?" Before? Yep, yep, yeah. and, and it's grown since then. I, I agree one hundred percent with that. I mean, uh, I teach in a, a middle school, okay, and I'm. Yeah, I'm the only guy. In English. <laughs> <laughs> I sympathize. I'm the only guy in the English department. Okay, uh, and I, we, there are a number. There are, I'd say, at least two, three, four teachers on staff that are comic fans and, and such. And we have no problem talking. And we, I used to be careful about who I who I shared my passions with in the lunchroom and all that. I don't I don't feel that concern anymore. I, I really don't. So excited. I think Big Bang has something to do with that tattoo. Yeah. I'll tell you what that meant. I'll tell you what really did it for me was when my most absolutely mundanest in the world brother in Ohio called me and said, "Oh, I'm watching this really funny show. It's on whatever it is on now, TMC or something where they do all the reruns." He's like, "I love to watch that every night now." And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> "Wow." Okay. <laughs> and, and, and to pick up a little on the seeing yourself and, and these people dealing with problems and everything, the other thing is that they're successful. They've grown. They've, mm-hmm. they've yes. progressed. And, wow, when I was the kid in middle school that everybody was laughing at because I was like that, wouldn't I have loved to have seen a show about successful adults who acted just like me, yeah. who, who, who were successful people? I mean, yeah. that's... What what that must be like? What's the great thing about them? We talked about our heroes' problems and maybe some of them maybe stereotypes. But at the same time, you know, the the, the four main guys are, are scientists. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, right. yeah. engineers. I mean, yeah. um, yeah. these are things we would yeah. do. Doctor, 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 except for Wallace. But he's an astronaut. Yes, he is. <laughs> but you know, th- th- those are th- those. You know, that's what we should be aspiring towards. I mean, that you know, they, they're yeah. they're doing good stuff out there, and uh, yeah. and and and, and even it's cool. I mean, two of the three females. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, yeah, they're so Doctor and Mister Wallace. So my <laughs> sister-in-law likes to make fun of my brother and I consistently about watching that. And my nephews, how old are you, dude? My nephews are nine. They dig that show. They have that shirt. They love it. My sister-in-law, I made her sit down and watch the episode where the three gals went to the comic book store yes. and argued about Thor's hammer. Yes. <laughs> and she, and then I took her to the comic book store, and she's, we're reading through, and I showed her Wonder Woman, and she's like, well, that's not possible. When we started having this conversation, and I said, do you get it now? Yes. Okay, I get yes. it. <laughs> that moment, that aha moment. Yeah. Gentleman in the back. You. Me? Yeah. <laughs> you, you have Does anybody know where that 
really super cool comic book store really exists. <laughs> no, do you? Stewart's enemy. No, but I want to go. Oh, okay. I'm not Stewart's enemy. Oh, the, the oh really that cool mean one. guy? Oh, I just want to punch him in the neck. He was awesome. but I want to go. I want to punch him in the neck. I don't care how good the scones are. The comic book store would allow you to drink cappuccino when he tells you that the product. Amen, brother. Really? That, I have heard of of comic book stores like that, something like that. They're they're Starbucks meat nerd. Maybe maybe out in the Midwest somewhere, or maybe out in California somewhere. Okay. What one of the things that Big Bang Theory has tapped into and and possibly been part of is the the normalization of nerd culture. Yeah. That uh, yeah. you know, yeah. everybody went to see the Avengers and thought it was the best movie ever. And you've got all these shows that people are watching now, and and every every third show on television must have a vampire in it. That's the law. <laughs> and you know, and, and you look in the popular culture, and you'll see people wearing Big Bang T-shirts or other stuff that you would never have thought. And I think that's the dark side of it. Is the comic book stores like that are the ones that are run by Barnes and Noble or yes, somebody yeah. like that yeah. who has decided, yeah. oh hey, we can make a lot of money on this, and let's throw in some cappuccino because oh. then that'll bring in the normal people, mm-hmm. and like creation that, and con. you know, creation <laughs> con, and yeah, yeah. and, and <laughs> that's just that's an interesting thing, and I, I wouldn't have sold. I, it's yeah. just nice to see them come down on the the good side of but that. Then, way yeah, way in the back, and then yeah, and, and, uh, and when you think about it, it's actually spun off some businesses. There is a website, and the person created. On their own dime, that categorizes every T-shirt Sheldon has ever yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. and then directs you to a site where they sell that T-shirt. Used it, bought it, been there. <laughs> and, 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 and that person responsible for that website is just the kind of person who would fit right in on Big Bang Theory. Yeah, but it's, I have that a friend who basically likes the show, but he's not into it as much, but he has, pe- he has people in his family who are, and he desperately wanted to get them something so he could be the guy who gave the cool present. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and he was so going nuts Sheldon's, trying to find these things. SheldonShirts.com. It, it, it took me two searches on Google. I found it. I pointed it to him, and he went to town, and somebody made a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think if, I mean, labeling a show as nerd blackface or something like that really misrepresents what it's all about. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about the char- characters being heroes and such you know, positive positive characters. If you want to see nerd blackface, watch that TBS reality show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just gone awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, watch, I w- watch the sci-fi channel. <laughs> I like to... I'm sorry, the what? The sci-fi channel. No, there was a sci-fi show before. I'd like, to, I'd, like to get away, I'd like to get away from the characters for a moment and talk about... Well, the reason why... This is the only show my wife and I both watch and enjoy mm. on a regular basis, on a nightly basis, okay? And for us, it, the character... You know, you know the old saying. Like, uh, I forget. It. I'm, I'm not going. I'm going to get this wrong. But uh, dying is easy. Comedy is hard. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. I mean, the characters bring you back. We talked about that in the Walking Dead panel. But the bottom line is, if it ain't funny, you're not going to watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's a reason why we watch. We're willing to sit down and watch four hours or two hours worth of reruns on TBS almost every other night. Is because the jokes, the humor is still there. Funny, funny, funny. I, yeah. I, my example from the last season was probably um, it was the uh, where they had they were having the uh, the weight and uh, the tenure position was open yes okay mm. 
And the last four and a half to five minutes of that show in the hallway outside the wait, yes. okay, yeah. is so funny. The funny it, it, it doesn't get any funnier than that. And you had all seven characters right there riffing off each other. The lines were going back and forth. And I've seen that. that I have that on my YouTube, okay? I have it on my phone app. I forgot because I never get tired of watching those more movies. I laugh hysterically every time. It's a, It distills every one of the characters and spits them out there and... It's just wonderful stuff, and these guys do it every other week. Yeah, I mean every every week. I'm sorry. Well, it seems like every other week when they have to <laughs> yeah. like, stretch out 22 episodes. But well, I, I think question. you know you were talking about it being there a lot of people accusing it of being nerd blackface. I think the network was looking at that when they brought in me and Bialik. She is a you know mm-hmm. we all know she is a legitimate she, scientist. She's a PhD. Yeah, she is a PhD. Yeah. Uh, just flip side, but nerd cred. Uh, the TI Educators Conference. She was guest speaker. Does, does any, she was awesome. Does anybody know? And, uh, I, 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 I want to know if it's just coincidence or if they were, if the producers of the show were talking to my Bialik. Because they several, brought her into several episodes and possibly a make season. It clear they weren't going that way. Several episodes and possibly uh, several seasons before they brought her in, they mentioned her. Yeah. They in, in the episode yeah. with the, the uh, physics. yeah in the, in the episode with the physics trivia or the the, the physics uh, uh, we could get that girl from Blossom yeah, yeah we could get that that girl from Blossom she's got oh. like a PhD or something okay yeah. and, oh, wow and yeah. you know and and you know now that she's on the show I you know, saw the rerun of that episode and I said ooh I wonder if they were in talks with her at that point or if it was just <laughs> they, pure coincidence oh wow but. Um, over oh, here, okay. she had her hand. I did, and it, it kind of drifted away from what I wanted to say, but going back to the, while the normalization of the nerd culture is great, the dark side of that is that there's commercialization. Right, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, it, Which is... Yeah. It, 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 you know, it's like the, the weed that um, chokes out... I, the, the microclimate of nerd culture. I'm, I'm not sure that the normalization of nerd culture is great. <laughs> I'm not sure that it's One of the things that I've found happening to nerd culture, to fandom, it, as it normalizes, is that it's getting stupider. This is true. You know? Oh my god, uh, read a book? <laughs> oh, that's too hard. Do you have it on audio? Oh, do you do you have the graphic novel of it? No. Did, did they didn't they make a TV show of it? Because I I don't like to sit down and read books. They're so long. Don't get me started. That's, yeah. I'm the middle school teacher. Don't the, get me started. He's a librarian. Yeah. Okay. And and I'm I'm a librarian. I work with mostly women. I'm very proud of it, and I wish more workplaces were like that because we do things that corporate workplaces think are stupid, and and we're much happier than they are. So I'm not saying I work with women. Please pity me. Okay, um, sir. I'm surprised the girls don't do more hot chick therapy by stopping by the comic book store just to boost their confidence by being <laughs> the only women there every once in a while. Well, that's really why I go. I in, that in, in more often. That's why I go. In our comic book Wednesday store, nights, right? in our comic book store on Wednesday nights, uh, that is that is not the case. There are yeah. usually a few women in there. There's one yeah. woman working there, yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know it is it is uh, a, a very uh, gender welcoming yeah. uh, environment. Uh, Although <laughs> there are a few women there, yeah, I and mean, it's not—it's not gender welcoming, but it's not yeah. gender parody. Well, yeah. well, we're getting—we're getting. We're getting reading. Go ahead. How often do they discuss novels and such on the show? We were just talking about it. They very rarely discuss other than comic books. Yeah. Like when my friends and I get together, we'll talk about Neil Gaiman or, or, or other mm-hmm. authors. 
and that's one thing that they don't do on that show. It's, it's TV shows, video games, and comic books, but they don't talk about actual books. Well, I... the Rings. In... But they talk about the movies. They've referenced in epics. In they referenced them, but they never really discuss them, but... Most of the people I've known in, ac- in that kind of academia, they read so much, sometimes they want to go to the fluff. But mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. That's okay. In, in mumble, mumble years of going to conventions, um, <laughs> it, it used to be that if you m- wanted to make a point on a panel, you would say something about something Asimov wrote or and quote Anne McCaffrey or things like that. You can't do that anymore. You have to talk about TV shows or movies because you can't be sure that anyone in the audience has read the book that you're going to reference. And that started to be true about 20 years ago. Um, you know, and that, and that's, that was before the normalization of... of I'm sorry, and who? <laughs> uh, I think that really depends on the types of conventions you go to. I mean, Shore Leave and Farpoint are much more media-centric conventions. I'm talking Bosco. I'm talking Bosco. Ostensibly literary convention. And Bosco, you know, that has a lower age limit of 70. (laughs) 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 And you must be able to prove that you met someone in first fandom in order to go there. Well, part of that is the fact that, that the stories that were only available in books got mainstream. They found a way to make money on it, and they make good and they make bad. I mean, the law still flies. But now you can have, now, now the people who used to tell stories and could only tell them through novels and only if they got to the right publisher or if they got into analog or if they got into FNSF, now... There are other venues for them, whether it's TV shows, whether it's limited edition cable shows, whether it's, whether it's HBO. I mean, can anybody believe what happened to George R. R. Martin when they started producing that show? The yeah. way they did it, as well as they did it, the impact that thing has had yeah. on people being willing to at least listen to concepts that were only available in books. Mm. Mm. And now, because of the technology, because of the experience, because of the financial success, you can look at another venue to tell exactly that story without having to have it in a book first or Mm. a lot of books being turned into those stories. Mm. Yeah, but at the same time, you know that great turn at the end of Second Foundation when you find out that thing that's been the mystery all along? No, you don't, because you haven't seen the movie of it. Um, you know that great thing that happened in the Dragon Riders of Pern series when at the, the, in the, the middle of all the Weirs of Pern when you said, oh my god, she planned that like 30 years ago and it's all come together? No, you don't, because you haven't seen the movie of it. Yeah, I, I could go on and on. You know, Stranger in a Strange Land, that, that huge book that had such a huge impact because of all those great ideas that you all know, no, you don't, because you haven't seen the movie of them. You know, yes, they can make movies of things like Game of Thrones. Wow, we're having kings and queens and people fighting with swords, and that's great. What? 
not great ideas. You you can you can have incest and go kill a dog and then fight with your with your mistress. God, you could do that back in the 1400s. What I I, I, I was what you really think? I was I was at the Baltimore I was at the Baltimore Book Festival. And we were talking about we we're talking about futurism and science fiction, and someone very seriously asked the question now. You guys are really smart, and you know a lot about the future and everything. How would you solve our current energy problems? And I said, we told you how to solve our current energy problems 40 years ago, and you weren't listening. So I'm not going to go through it again now. (laughs) And, you know, that's the thing. Hollywood is 40 years behind written science fiction. And if we're depending on the new culture, the new generation learning about what we know already, we're going to have to wait until they have grandkids before they catch up with where we are now. Um, I'll shut up. I wanna, <laughs> the guy in the back has been waiting. I hear what you're saying, and I love you all. You are my people. I tell everybody, I come to the con to see my people. I'm not home until oh, I yeah. come. But I only see you twice a year. <laughs> this thing that they're doing in Hollywood now allows me to talk to all the rest of the people. Without killing myself. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> now at least I can have a conversation with them and they get me. Yeah. This yeah. much. Oh. But they get me. Yeah. And for all of those genres, you're passionate about the written word, and you're, everyone has their passion of nerddom. And I find that the, this this TV show, while it's not touching every little bit of nerddom that we want, it's a it's a gateway. It's it's a yeah, gateway it to it. My nephews would have never gotten into Lord of the Rings if it wasn't for Sheldon That's talking true. about That's it. Yeah. I have been pushing that book on them, and they didn't listen to me. But when Sheldon talks about it, it's fine. So that, given that, that it's, it's it's kind of opened them up, and they they're into the math, and they ask me about the science behind it. Well, I don't know, buddies. Let's go check it out online. It's a I find it to be an amazing gateway that gets to the people and creates the new passionate people about the written word and the visual media and everything. That's true. Okay, That's right up good. front, and then I want to couple, talk about okay. a couple episodes. One thing I've noticed, there are some things where they've kind of gotten grabbed and taken out of their literary context, and sometimes righteously, sometimes not. But people still don't understand the core material. Uh, Lovecraft, to me, is the blatant example. It seems like just about everybody has heard of the Cthulhu Mythos. But how many people really understand Arathlatep or Dagon or Azatoth? Mm-hmm. Can't even and pronounce it. <laughs> they were actually the <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, yeah. Couple episodes, couple of recent-ish episodes that I I don't know if they were like early on in this season or if they were last season, but uh, I, I I saw reruns of them just the other night, and I said, yeah. Those were good. There was the the one where Sheldon uh, cleaned up Howard Namie's walk-in closet. And you know, first of all, um, you know Howard's assessment of oh, we won't ask him; we'll just show it to him and let the goblins in his head take it. <laughs> you know, and that's that's Howard knowing and being friends with Sheldon yeah. and saying this is something that my friend would enjoy. Yeah. This is, you know, this is a chore yes. that that I cannot bear to do, but Sheldon would love this. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, Sheldon finds the letter from Howard's father yeah. and opens it and looks at it, and Howard is conflicted 
And then their solution to that problem, mm -hmm. which was a genuinely smart people, that's one of those... Casual that's, friends that's, wouldn't do that. That's a, Close and, friends would do that. Close friends would do that, and it's a problem that you would find on a creative problem-solving intelligence test. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yes, we can give Howard this information without actually letting him know specifically what was yeah. in the letter. And that's just, again, that's the show really looking at how geniuses think yeah. and solve problems and working it into the show and making it emotional and making it meaningful. Yeah. And there was another episode that was right around the same time. Um, and whoever wrote these episodes, I want to look it up. I want them to pay whoever wrote them whatever they want to write more. Um, but the episode where the guys went to the high school to talk to the girls about oh. careers in yeah. science. Oh, yeah. That was and, yeah. you know, and, and Sheldon finally, and in the real world, it took years to get to this point. And Sheldon said, well, why don't we ask some real women with careers in science? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, phoned up Amy and, and uh, uh, Bernadette. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was, again, that was not the only example in that episode. There were, you know, a few examples of the guys sitting down and brainstorming and really using their intelligence mm -hmm. to solve a problem. And I loved that. Uh, the fact that having scenes where characters think about things and brainstorm yes. yeah. is abnormal and exceptional mm. yeah. speaks volumes about our culture. Yes. It does, doesn't yes. it? <laughs> and they put the loop in on the friendship algorithm. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh -huh. yes. Yes. Oh, he's caught in the loop. <laughs> mm -hmm. yes. I know several people who actually have used that in class <laughs> to explain what loop counters are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I was just going to say as he was speaking, I have a friend that when I need to clean up my closet and go through clothing to get rid of stuff. Elaine, don't you want to come over and we can go out to lunch after we look at my room, you know? And, <laughs> and she gets into it. I, I actually suggested to her after doing this a few years, I've known her for 25 years, and a few years ago I said, you know what, you need to actually work for one of those places like Clutterbusters hmm. or where they go, you go to somebody else's house. Hmm. She had been out of work for months. She got a job with them, Great. and she's really happy now. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. That wasn't me being smart. That any, was just me. <laughs> any, any thoughts on where the rest of the season's going? they got about seven or eight episodes left, I figure. Oh, what, Penny and Leonard to break up? Mm-hmm. Oh. No. Do you think it's well, like that? No, because <laughs> she's apparently talented. Um, stereotypically talented. You think they'll do an end of season cliffhanger the way they did with uh, Cindy Howard in space, that type of thing? Mm. I think or, they will. Yeah, that, that would be that cool. Seems I like, like that. that. And they've done that. They like they that. sent the guys off to the North Pole yeah. and, and then yeah. they sent the Leonard off Leonard to, to the Arctic. To the Arctic. I think and Sheldon needs to almost do painting. I think it will so probably involve mean. going someplace cold. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's always someplace cold. Okay, gentlemen back and then... Talking about sending him to the ocean. The best start to a season ever yes. is that episode where the obscure gorilla, girl in the shower, gorilla thing, yes. that's my girlfriend. If that doesn't just kind of sum up yeah. those four guys. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Miles? Um, 
some guest stars that we they, they always have great guest stars on Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought Bob Duhart was Bob uh, Duhart. Oh. Duhart. Yeah. He was gold. I mean, uh, who, who else would we like to see guest star on there? Everybody. Everybody. I, I can't believe they got James Earl Jones to do what he did. So, I've watched that episode at least two dozen times. I still want to say talk to you both. The thing is the, it's not funny. But why am I still laughing? I want to see Roseanne Barr. I don't. Yes. Just so they can complete the collection. I want to see Roseanne Barr. I want to see Penny. Work with William Shatner. Yes. yes. I want oh, to see yes. Go out with Michelle Nichols. Yeah. I oh yes. Yes, oh, that would be thing. cool. And the HR lady. Brown legs on TV. <laughs> that, He's got to think for the HR lady too, who looks like Nich- exactly. Michelle Nichols. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, actually, Penny yeah. doing William Shatner would be fun since yeah. she, they're doing the commercial. Doing yeah. yeah. Exactly. I could be her star in the fandom. I mean, into into famous. In a commercial with him, the guys would go. Yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, that reminds me because I, 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 thought, I had thought the same thing. Wouldn't it be cool if they could work these commercials in? Have Penny get a job doing commercials with William Shatner and the guys. Felicia Day. Yeah. Felicia Day. Yes. I, I am. I am just so pissed that Tony Randall is not alive because I think Tony Randall would have been great for like He's Sheldon's not happy father. About that yeah. 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 What an excellent oh guy! But it's way too late for that. But I don't know. They can do great things nowadays. Here's an awful one. Michio right. Kaku. We're, we're Michio Kaku. Kaku. I would love to see Sheldon's reaction to Michio Kaku. I'd love to see Sheldon take him down. Yeah. We just got the stop sign. Thank you, guys. Where you go? Thank you so much for visiting the Sci-Fi Diner. We hope you enjoyed the food and the service and the conversations. If you'd like to share your thoughts regarding what we've talked about, or tell us what you're watching or reading, flip open your communicators and contact us at 1-888-508-4343 or click the SpeakPipe link at scifidinerpodcast.com or Send an MP3 or typed email to sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash sci-fi diner. We'll share your thoughts on our listener feedback show. If you'd like to support the diner beyond the conversation, you can always throw some coins in the tip jar at sci-fi diner podcast.com. <laughs>